to another episode of Ion Horror. I am one of your hosts, Miles, and today I'm joined, as always, by Josh. What up, Josh? Hey, what's going on, people? Hello, hello. And for your listening pleasure, our dear friend Chris is having a hard time. Uh, he's got a whole lot of stuff going on in life, so it's every now and then he's going to miss recordings. So, to replace him forever... Is <laughs> Zach from the comics that we love? What up, Zach? What's happening, gentlemen? Glad to be here. Looking forward to talking about our very this. first guest. Our first guest Ooh, is on board, Zach. I feel special. Usually, when Zach and I record together, we do five to eleven podcasts at once. That is true. So. <laughs> we we do we do podcastathons where we do at least three to four episodes of various shows all in one sitting. We are usually drunk by the time we get to his show, and that's yep. that's the perfect place for the desktop is the end where the closers of drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> I literally drove four hundred miles to do that with Miles in person. Fantastic! Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh my god. 400 miles? That's, that's really the distance wild. between us? Yeah. Oh, that's Damn. one way? That wasn't like the whole trip? No, that's one Damn. way. Eight hours. He's from the, the Chusets. Oh. Is okay. that what they call it up there? The Chusets? I'm not from Massachusetts. I'm from New Hampshire. That's what I said. <laughs> Ma- New Hampshire. You're from the Chusets. Isn't that what they call New Hampshire? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Wow. We hate people from Massachusetts. <laughs> that isn't that's a New England thing, isn't it? Like every like every, they hate Connecticut, you hate Massachusetts. Like you just hate the states that are around you. I hear that a lot with Massachusetts yeah. and Connecticut. Maine people are right. Maine people are right. Things have calmed down since weed has become legal in every state that we touch except for our own. Uh, <laughs> except <laughs> we've drawn a truce with the people. <laughs> awesome. So um, today, Zach has brought us his favorite horror movie called Night of the Demons. Let's not go that far. <laughs> Let's that's not what you go said. Fa- I asked you what your favorite one was. Well, and you I believe that's one. a quote. It's a, okay, okay. <laughs> it's, it's up there. It's up there. Okay. I mean, it's pretty fucking solid. Uh, so we're going to cover 1988's Night of the Demons. But before we get into it... Um, why don't we talk about some of the spooky shit we've done? Uh, let's start with Zach. What did you do lately? Uh, when it comes to spooky shit lately, uh, being that comics, <laughs> comic books are my jam, I have been reading the first portions of a of a new horror universe created by two of my favorite creators, uh, Andrea Sorrentino and Jeff Lemire. They've been working together on various books for years, and I buy anything that their names are on. And they are creating a horror universe called the Bone Orchard Mythos. And so far... There has been a one-shot for free comic book day called Prelude Shadow Eater and a graphic novel called The Passageway. And they're about to drop a book called 10,000 Black Feathers. It's going to be a five-issue miniseries. It's really interesting. They all kind of have standalone bits, but eventually you're going to start to see the connective tissue of everything is basically what they're doing. And uh, the, the art's phenomenal. The writing is is top-notch. So yeah, that's that's what I've been doing, the Bone Orchard Mythos stuff. It's got a good name. Yeah. Bone Orchard Mythos. <laughs> <laughs> it's very spooky. What about you, Josh? What you been doing? Uh I watched a horror short on YouTube called How to Be Alone. It's by a YouTube page called Alter. But it stars fucking Joe Keery, Steve Harrington oh, from Stranger man. Things. 
he makes a, an appearance at the beginning and the end and also uh micah monroe it's mostly her and it was a very cool uh like 10 minute short just about uh joe Carey plays a doctor so he goes off for like a 12 hour shift and his girlfriend has to spend that time alone and it's basically like a horror movie version of the fact that like some people struggle to be by themselves mm. so it's all this like subconscious horror of like this cupboard in her kitchen holds like all her worst fears and stuff like that but it's all narrated by her like inner monologue mm. of how she handles it and her checklist of like what what to do what not to do don't drink and smoke like nothing to alter your state and all this stuff it's very cool and the visuals are really really kind of jarring and and original so i go go check that out yeah uh how to be alone by alter i really good i love the alter films the little short like five to ten minute movies they make like i think almost all of them are based on kickstarter Mm. so people just fund them to make these short little fun films most of them are object based like oh don't get into the trunk or here's the wardrobe <laughs> but some of them are really good like i don't know I, I feel like as far as nobody production companies go they're getting quite the repertoire have you sent me these before are these the people that made the one where the guys come in out of the box they are not the same people but i have sent you other alter things i think yeah that one was pretty scary the, in, the inside of the box or whatever it's called. every time you looked away and you looked back he'd come out of the box more and more Ooh. yeah that shit was crazy it's almost like uh doctor who with the the angels yeah the yeah. angels yeah yeah it's like that meets it follows it was really mm. good yeah um but what, what i about did you buddy what'd you do i did all kinds of fun horror <laughs> shit um first i bought a shirt it's not here yet it's a super limited edition jason lives shirt unmasked Ooh. it's uh jason's face without his mask on and it's like a super sweet fucking shirt i will uh by the time this drops hopefully i'll have it and i'll be able to post some pictures of it it looks awesome i saw it the ad for it and it lasted about a minute before i had it in my cart <laughs> and had purchased it so <laughs> that's awesome pretty, that's gonna be like a exclusively for going to horror cons and stuff shirt it's gonna be a real treasure for me so um, i've seen it Miles sent me a picture. It's glorious. It I'm pretty, pretty stoked cool. about it. And uh, I just beat Little Nightmares, which was a oh, real, yeah. real joy. That that game was solid. It was so much fun. It's a little puzzle game. You could probably beat it in one sitting if you're clever, which I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a really, really good time. Super rewarding at the end. And um, so I recommend Little Nightmares. The second one just came out. I'm not spending $60 on a game you can beat in one sitting. But, yeah, fucking awesome. And then I bought a new one because I hate having money. <laughs> and uh, the new one is a game I've been trying to play since, like, 2013 or 14, whenever it came out. It's called We the Happy Few. Have you guys heard of this? That sounds super familiar. No. We the Happy Few is a dystopian future where everybody is taking happy pills. And it makes everything real bright and sunshiny and, like, there's... They're breaking a piñata at one point, but when you start to come down off of this drug, if you don't keep taking it, you become what they call a downer. Hmm. And uh, you kind of start to see the world for what it really is, and instead of them smashing a piñata and eating candy, they're beating a rat to death and, like, (laughs) pulling out its innards and eating them and stuff. And it's like, everybody's very happy! And then, like, when they start to detect that you're not happy, they, like, sick people on you and shit, and you have to run. It's, like, open world, kind of. It's super crazy. I've played it for, like, 40 minutes today, and I'm like, 
this game is wild. <laughs> like awesome. at the be the beginning of the game, you are like an editor of a newspaper, and you're trying to decide decide what to like, uh, what the people should be allowed to see and what they shouldn't. Like you're censoring stuff. So like what you do at the beginning like changes the course of the entire game. So it has like a ton of replayability too. It it's pretty exciting that I finally am getting able to play this game. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds dope. Yeah. yeah. Where do I get these happy pills? <laughs> right? I would also like to know cuz they live in like Happyville or some shit like that and uh they're like the slogan of the happy pills is a happy person has no past. So it's like, whoa, they erase people's memories, and that's how they end up being happy all the time, is anything bad you think of gets erased. Sounds dope. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, trying to bust out of that society, it's uh, it's been pretty intense. I love so. that kind of dystopian future sci-fi stuff, like your Brave New Worlds and, you know, like Wii and that kind of stuff. So that, that sounds up my alley. It's pretty dope. It's 10 bucks what on the store. What kind of gameplay is it? Um, it's a first person, and it seems like, so far I haven't found any weapons, but I have fist fought a guy, <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, like, one of your buttons is block, and the other ones are punch, and you just can hammer it, and he does combos and shit, but it's not like, it's like a first person, 100%, and it's a survival game, so like, if you get hungry or thirsty, you need to find food and water and stuff like that, and apparently it does more health if you're taking the happy pills than it does if you can see you're eating rat guts. So, yeah, it's, it seems really in-depth. I'm pretty excited to really dig into it. Huh. But I got it with all the DLC for 10 bucks. So, like, oh, can't nice. beat that. Can't, yeah. Hell, yeah. It's a Kickstarter game, too. Like, I saw commercials for it, and they were like, it'll be out sometime. So I never <laughs> I got it, and now I got it. <laughs> yeah, like the Spawn movie. Someday. Someday. <laughs> but speaking of movies, the movie at hand. Night of the Demons. Oh, yeah. So, what made you pick this movie, Zach? Well, uh, it's, it is one of, it is one of my favorite horror movies, even though it is just, like, schlocky. But honestly, it's from that era where schlocky movies were just magical, because it was in that era where everyone involved was really actually trying to make a good movie. And like a serious, like good film, the actors, everyone involved, but they just didn't have the money or the ability to hire actors and actresses to hit like certain a certain level. And that's the magic of it is because everyone was actually trying hard to make this. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's good. It's so that's to me that's what makes it good and makes it charming. And uh, this one specifically was part of. I had a friend. Uh, shout out to Joe. He, uh, he and I would go to Blockbuster Video twice, three times a week and just pick out something from the bin of misfit toys that was the horror section, uh, you know, just based <laughs> on, well, that th the box on that one looks kind of cool. Let's let's check that out. And and when I saw this one, we, we grabbed it and just I just fell in love with it. We re-rented it a bunch. We watched the sequels because there were two sequels. And uh, yeah, it just became one of my favorites for that reason i mean that's uh that's pretty solid reasoning like the uh one of those days i think you explained it as that no one else is gonna rent this let's rent this <laughs> yeah exactly it was like well the, the that new movie i really wanted to see all 46 copies are gone on the wall so let's go over to the horror section see what they got 
Josh, did you ever do that? Go wandering through the middle sections of Blockbuster? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's that's how I spent most of my time at the video stores, just wandering up and down the aisles, looking looking at the obscure. That's where the gems <laughs> are. Kids will never know. Nope. Never know the sheer pleasure and fear of staring down a horror aisle full of movie cases. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So that just dug up a crazy memory of me. My dad took us to Blockbuster when he signed up for the membership. And he goes, all right, guys, each of you go rent something. And I went into the middle end of the horror section, and I found one that it was a picture of a Yeti holding a dude and biting him in the torso. And it was just like, <laughs> and the guy's like screaming. And I don't remember what it was called, like Avalanche or something like that. Ooh. And I was like, I want this one. He goes, that's old. I was like, I know. I was holding up the VHS tape of it. I was like, I want this one. He goes, it's old. Pick something new. And I was like, but I want this one. He said, no, it'll be here next time. I guarantee it. <laughs> Nobody's renting that. Pick that one up next time, and we'll go for a new one. Went for a new one. Came back the next time. That bitch was gone, and I never saw it again. Oh. I will forever hold that against him. <laughs> Do you guys Jeez. know what this movie is by chance? Based on the description of it, it's a big hairy yeti. He looks like the guy from Star Wars, and he's biting into a dude's torso, and it's like blue and white, and he's in the mountains. Nothing. I don't, but I will be on the hunt. Looks like it was from the seventies. Like it was old school. Oh man, I am curious. I may have to go hunting for that myself. Yeah, if you find it, let me fucking know, because <laughs> I will forever remember that my dad wouldn't let me rent it. He said it would be there, and it fucking wasn't. <laughs> it might be a movie called Snow Beast. Ooh, Snow Beast. Snow Beast. That sounds like a winner. It could be. I'm gonna I'm gonna detract from the podcast just long enough to look it up and make sure it's not the same thing. Uh, well, there's quite the variety of films. Uh, there's a, a lot of a guy in a monkey outfit here. This is not it. <laughs> Damn. No, but uh, that looks like fun, though. It looks like a low-budget joy. Anyway, um, so... Miles, what did you think of this movie? The one that we were talking about right now? Um, yeah, Night of the Demons. With, not your made-up Yeti movie. <laughs> not the made-up Yeti movie. Um, well, not to play all my cards here at the beginning, but I do think it checks a lot of the boxes for this is what I want out of an 80s horror movie like a lot of them so it's really hard to say anything like particularly like critical of it right out the gate without like going through the plot but they're definitely overall I'm like oh shit this is a legit 80s horror movie with all the tropes and all the joy you can imagine from an 80s horror movie does it make it a great movie no but <laughs> we'll see how I feel about it at the end. What about you, Josh? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I did not go in expecting to love it, and it was... Yeah, you, you said it perfectly. It's like schlock, but it's that mid to late 80s time period where you got, like, Friday the 13th Part 6, like, uh, Return of the Living Dead. It's that style of movie where you're, like... They're, they're sets, they're not on location, mm-hmm. they're, and they're just like stereotypes of people from the time, oh, yeah. <laughs> even though it was present time at, the, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, no, nah, I fucking loved it. But I did think there were like some very 
there are things you could have taken out to make this like a legitimate horror movie because there were some like when I looked up the director and saw that he had really done nothing of note, I was like, that's shocking because there are some scenes in this that are very well shot yeah. mm-hmm. and and could have made it a very serious and scary horror movie for especially for the time. But uh, but yeah, let's get into this bitch. Right. Yeah, tell us about the uh, the director. Did he do anything special? Uh, well, director. Kevin Tenney, he very much was a straight-to-DVD king, or I guess straight-to-VHS, considering the era that we are playing in. Uh, notable works besides Night of Demons, his first movie was the movie Witchboard, which is the only movie on here that I 100% remember as a, like a horror movie that was of, of worth at one point. Like I remember that. Is it about a snowboarding witch? That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the sequel, Witchboard Two, was actually about uh, a witch who becomes a butcher and like has a charcuterie board, and <laughs> and makes different arrangements for people. The third one, he's a skateboarder. That's right. All right, the trifecta <laughs> yeah. is complete. It's perfect. <laughs> Carpenter. Uh, it, it, he did Pinocchio's Revenge. I lo- I just I want to. Yeah. I, I gotta say this one. So I pulled this off IMDb. A suburban defense lawyer mistakenly gives her troubled daughter Zoe a wooden puppet belonging to a deceased serial killer. The toy fills the <laughs> yeah. the toy fills the void of friendship in Zoe's life, but Zoe begins to act increasingly strange and violent. I remember Pinocchio's Revenge. Yeah. I remember when that came out on VHS. <laughs> I've seen the box, never the saw co- the movie. The, the cover is him like angrily screaming. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did a he did a low budget action sci fi flick called Peacemaker, a movie with Eric Roberts and Arnold Vosloo, the guy that was the mummy, like the original mummy. Yeah, Arnold yeah, Vosloo. And yeah. uh, Jonathan Jonathan Reese Davies as well. It was called Endangered Species in two thousand two. Uh, he did a movie oh, called man. Brain Dead, and this one was interesting. I kind of want to see it. The story of six people caught in the unusual predicament of being stranded in a desert, deserted fishing lodge with a host of alien-infected, mutant, amoeba-controlled zombies at their doorstep. <laughs> Yo, this movie was crazy. Oh, you've seen it? I've seen this movie. Oh, man. Yeah, this was a wild fucking movie. You'd be surprised at the production value yeah. of it. Like, I was like, whoa, like... I picked it up on Netflix. It was just on there. And I was like, yeah, let's see what fucking happens. That movie was crazy. I was like, I can't believe that this is like low budget garbage. It is low budget garbage. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I was like, holy shit. I can't believe how well it was written. And like, it's it's one of those stereotype ones. Like every stereotype is met. And it's sure. like, how would they survive in this situation? It's actually really solid. I enjoyed that one a lot. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then the last one that I wanted to mention, because I want to see this because it looks so terrible. It's called Bigfoot from 2009. And it's, that's the movie. No, yeah, no. <laughs> so, this one it's wildfires basically drive Bigfoot out of the deep forests where he befriends a young boy and his brand new cheerleader girlfriend, and they they attempt to save Bigfoot from dumb rednecks. Is what the gist looked like from the trailer because I watched the trailer, and uh, they totally man. They had to have just bought the costume from fucking Harry and the Hendersons because it looks exactly <laughs> like like Bigfoot from Harry and the Hendersons. I fucking love Harry. And Such the a Hendersons. good movie. Me too. I watch that shit. <laughs> Dude, at the time that was the most ambitious animatronics ever because yeah. they had like different facial expressions and shit. Oh, love Harry and the Hendersons. I think that they should just <laughs> consider Bigfoot a spiritual sequel to Harry and the Hendersons. Like it's Harry. 
but in a new movie <laughs> with new kids 20 years later. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's, um, that's really all I got on this guy. He, yeah, like like Josh was saying, he doesn't have a whole lot of notable work. Can't believe it. <laughs> this this movie is so well made. I can't believe he didn't get something. Yeah, you were touching on the the sets, like how it was a set of a scary place. The set was awesome in this movie. I was yeah. blown away by like they built a house and it was like a maze and it had like this room was a key point, this room was a key point, like. They 100% came into this with a really, really solid plan to make this movie. I was really impressed by the set work and the camera work. The camera work was fun. There were there were definitely some moments where you could tell that uh, Tenny had watched Evil Dead and was like, ooh, I like the way Raimi did that. Like a couple of the scenes where you yeah. get the, the zooming camera going through the house, you know, that first person view of the, the mm. evil. I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love. I want to know if the copy I watched was like a remaster or oh. something, because some of the scenes looked a little too crisp. I'm like, were these touched up? <laughs> like when the girl was dancing and shit in the strobe light, I was like, these look a little CGI, and there's no way they would have yeah. been any sort of computer generated at all back in this time. Yeah, right. Did you watch it on Pluto? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it on Pluto too. I was like, how is this in HD? It's definitely in <laughs> HD, but they did not have that shit in the 80s. No. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was like a Scream Factory and a lot of other companies like that. They'll do like remasters of these movies. So I'm wondering if it was one of those where it's been cleaned up and everything. It's possible. Hmm. Apparently, the series is pretty pretty popular in the horror community. Is uh, Amelia Kincaid who played um what's her face uh, Angela actually was put in the Horror Hall of Fame and they had like a festival dedicated to her because apparently. The, that series was the first time there was like a female monster centric character and uh interesting yeah. huh she definitely was among the best actors in this movie if there were three good actors she was one of them yeah yeah so shout out to um, alvis alexis too i think that's his name uh the uh, raj the guy that played raj because there were mm-hmm. times when I really felt like he was crying or like it was on the verge of yeah. just, <laughs> just giving up completely Raj was the fucking man, dude. <laughs> he was such a bitch. He ran away so much. That's all he did. <laughs> but he lived. He caught people when they fell, and he ran away. That was his main thing. <laughs> like, as soon as things got a little goofy, he was like, you know what I'm going to do? Run the fuck away right That's now. That's right. Live to cry <laughs> another day. There's literally one scene where she's the girl's like, help me. And he's like, not my problem. She <laughs> <laughs> slams the door and runs away. <laughs> Raj is the fucking man. He has the best survival instincts of anybody <laughs> in any horror movie ever. So, um, the movie starts with this crazy, stupid, long intro. Like, so long. And I wrote this. It's amazing, though. I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was pretty well made. It's animated, and the music is so fucking cool. It's like a video Again, game. Again, so 80s. It's so so out of the 80s. I love it. I called it Don't Stop Me Now by Queen meets PS1 audio. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty spot on, if I do say so myself. It sounded like the old Tomb Raider games, <laughs> but they were like covering Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. And, uh, yep. Um, there's a guy named Steve Johns. Have you ever heard of this guy? He's a special effects guy for this movie. Can't say I have. I f- I haven't either. I just thought I did, but I hope someone else had done more research than I did because I did <laughs> none. So, um, 
Then I think the, I feel like he should be a bigger name because the special effects in this are pretty tight. They're pretty tight. Yeah, like if, we're gonna. I don't want to overplay my hand, but I think we all loved it. So I don't want to be like something about this was shitty and make you think I didn't enjoy it because I absolutely did. So I will have some negatives to say about it, but this movie was Chef's Kiss, fucking '80s, hell yeah. <laughs> so um, the uh, the pig man opens this, which is I think his name is Stooge. That's Stooge, yep. Stooge, who's yeah. basically Bulk from Power Rangers. It's the exact same character, yeah. more or less. He's a dickhead. Um, so he, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like Bulk from Power Rangers if he meets the punk guy from Return of the Yes, Lord. that's a that is a perfect uh, fusion dance right there. <laughs> I watched both of those movies in the same neighborhood of time when I had COVID, and I kind of get them conflated. If we're being honest, like what happens <laughs> yeah. in each movie because they're very very similar in a lot of ways. They are similar. Um, so Pigman's driving a hearse. He has a couple people in his car. And he fucks with an old man, and the old man goes, You stupid bastards! Mm-hmm. Damn you all to hell! And uh, oh, another I forgot guy... forgot about the old man. <laughs> another guy runs up with, like, a rubber rat, and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> And drops all his groceries. He drops all his groceries, and he goes, You know what I'm gonna do? And he picks up an apple and a razor blade. He's like, I'm gonna teach these kids. <laughs> and then the girl tries to help him, and he goes, Get away from me, you little whore! <laughs> <laughs> Um, then we, uh, then we cut to our final girl. Her name is, what's her name? Judy. Judy. Big booty Judy. (laughs) Big booty Judy gets that name because while she's on the phone with her boyfriend talking about their plans for Halloween, she takes her pants off and you get a zoom in of her ass. So for the rest of the movie, she is big booty Judy and you can't tell me they didn't plan that. Oh God. That is, that is totally one of those moments where they were like, we just need this girl to show some skin. Like the, we, we, what's yep. going to get the fans behind our lead girl? I know. Let's just show her ass at the beginning of the movie. She's pretty stacked up top as well, if we're talking about. Yep, we got ourselves a see-through bra on this girl while she talks, and that's yep. the boo report. <laughs> uh, I definitely, in my youth, <laughs> the first time I watched this, I rewound that shit, and like there used to be a zoom-in function on DVD players. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I was my. trying to see through that bra. And that was the boob report. Uh, so, <laughs> yep. Then he, uh, she's talking about how there's a party at the old abandoned uh, funeral home, and Hull her boyfriend's house. like, "Come, come on! It's what's it called? Hull House. Hull House." He's like, "Come on, babe. We're gonna go and have a party there. It's gonna be awesome." She's like, "Do we have to?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> so uh, she, uh, she takes her pants off, she puts on a little skirt, and she opens her closet door, and her little brother comes out and scares her, and he says, Bodacious boobies, sis. If they get any bigger, you'll need to hire someone to hold them up. Not at all weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. This brother uh, character is such a piece of shit. It, and he, he checks that box for dickhead younger brother because they literally no one can say anything without him immediately following it with a snarky line like every single thing that is said he has something snarky to follow with it's magnificent he's like that kid from uh sleepaway camp what's uh what's the kid's name in sleepaway ricky ricky he's very much like ricky except less badass (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he uh he ends up getting bribed by the guy Sal is that his name is Sal Sal yeah, yeah I Sal. have him in as Tony because I just guessed but <laughs> Sal uh, bribes him with a dollar to figure out where his sister's going on Halloween night 
And uh, so then we end up with a girl. We cut to a scene. Amazing scene. Zoomed in on a girl bent over with her panties tied up against her machine. And uh, <laughs> she's using it to distract these two dudes while uh, his her friend robs the place fucking blind because they're too busy looking at the, the tight underwear across the uh, the the ass and fashion of this beautiful yep. woman. Yes. That's Linnea yes, Quigley. Scream Queen herself. Miles, you'll know her as the short redhead girl from uh, Return of the Living Dead that dances naked. That sounds about right. And she's also the girl that gets impaled on the antlers in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh Indeed. yeah, she's she's got it going on. <laughs> she gets she gets naked in every movie she's basically. In. Boy, does she get naked in this one! So we get a real tight shot of her pussy in this several <laughs> oh, <wow>. times. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, this is my role in the show, Zach. I told you I'm a different character in this one than just dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, so the. Uh, the her friend robs this place fucking blind. Yeah. <laughs> she fills up an entire pillowcase full of shit. She's booze like, and snacks and plates. And booze and snacks else. and plates and toilet paper. Like, she's <laughs> everything. She's like, fuck it. Yeah, while we're distracting him. and uh, the- That's Angela, right? Her yeah, Angela. that was Angela. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who I really liked. I th- I thought I got really, uh, I got the vibes of the girl from The Craft. Yes. Ooh, Veruza Bulk. Yeah. For his bulk, yeah, it's very, very much like I can her. See that, and I, I thought this was gonna be her, like purposely being like she was a witch or something. Mm. And it's like they play her up, but she's she's just as innocent as everybody else in this yeah. movie. Like it's just an accident. This is gonna sound weird, but if my mom was a character in this movie, that's who she would be. Like that's who my mom was in the eighties, a hundred percent. Oh, hundred really? percent oh, was her. Yeah, she was not only a goth girl, but she was also really into the occult and fucking doing shit like this chick does in this movie. Like, oh, that's man. who my mom was in the 80s. <laughs> that's cool. So the whole time, I'm just like, okay, things get a little weird when I'm relating her to my mom later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that's who my uh, that's who my mom would be. Then we cut to, um, I wrote, lots of quotable lines you boys have sour balls? And they're like, absolutely. And she goes, then you must not get many blowjobs. Oh. <laughs> There's like so it. many of those. Oh, um, fun, fun factoid. Uh, Linnea Quigley, who is playing teenager Suzanne, just turned 30 <laughs> at when this movie was being made. Oh, wow. And you can tell. <laughs> yeah. That's why I looked it up, actually, because I was like, you know, she looks not teenaged at all <laughs> i wonder how old she nobody was nobody in this movie looks teenage yeah, i was gonna say yeah, none of them look like they're teenagers what well, pig man looks like he's about 45 <laughs> years old yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking stooge um so while i don't remember exactly who was watching tv but oh uh boyfriend comes jay comes to pick up the main character mm-hmm. who I, I swear i'm gonna do better with names guys i'm the worst with fucking names judy um came to pick up judy, judy. yeah big booty judy gonna remember that and from now on jay her boyfriend comes to pick her up and her little brother is watching a cartoon called the kaba hotel which is about going somewhere you didn't belong and being attacked by spirits so the production of this film is clearly like 
they really put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. it, whether they're relating it to old cartoons. Later, as you like go on, I know a surprising amount the for uh, let me try that again. I know a surprising amount about the occult, like in real life, because my mom is that girl from the movie. <laughs> so like and what's crazy is this movie nails it yes. for the 80s. There's no internet, yet they know all this shit about the occult and used it to structure this film. So it's it's clear like not only do they do that, but they have symbolism with this cartoon that's like a parallel and stuff like that. This movie was well made. Yeah. It took a lot of effort to make this movie. I was going to bring that up to the fact that they had Angela know her shit. They, they with uh the way that they set it up with three knocks, which you know, suppose you know, if you look into that kind of stuff, it's supposed to be like a mocking of the Trinity and things like that. And, and they they have like these certain things that supposedly, if there are demonic infestations, happen, and they actually use that stuff in the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, very. Yeah, like I said, there there are a few cheesy things in this that you could take out and have a even like even more effective horror movie, mm-hmm. like an actually scary and not just kind of like. It is kind of the downfall of this this time in the later '80s, is when you were kind of getting like satirey kind of funny funny horror movies. Yeah, yeah, there's kind of goof goofball horror movies, but it's like y- this could have been effective like when like, when. F- Terror. The era when Freddy the Krueger, Fre- yeah, Freddy the Krueger, <laughs> Fred- Freddy the Krueger, <laughs> when Freddy Krueger started being just kind of the wisecracking joke machine, uh, you know, instead of yeah. just being horrifying. Yeah, it really was a product of the time. That really was that that era. Yeah, it's a good point. From there, we move on to uh, what's his name, Stooge, driving his truck. Every time Stooge talks to a woman. He calls her a bitch. Especially and every time I find it so fucking funny. He's always just like, you know what? Shut your mouth, you fucking bitch. I'm just like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's because of how ridiculous it is. It is hilarious. <laughs> like when it's not supposed to. Like, I, you're not, today you, you can't think that's funny. No. <laughs> I felt so bad. I think that girl's name was Helen that went there with Stooge and Raj. I felt so bad for her because she is just torn apart the entire time by Stooge. Every time he can call her a bitch, he does. He finds he finds a reason. Even when she's horrified when they all look in the mirror and stuff, he's just like, we can't take this bitch anywhere! Yeah. <laughs> and she's like the first one to die. Yeah. It's like, what did this poor this girl poor do wrong? Girl. <laughs> They're like, you're gonna get your boobies out, and she was like, I don't think I'm comfortable with that. And they're like, we're gonna fuck this bitch up in this movie. Yeah, ruin a career. <laughs> <laughs> you're going nowhere. She doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. Oh jeez, that's hilarious. She doesn't. <laughs> well, while we're on it, the uh, one of the clerks from the store is the actor's name is James W. Quinn, and he looks like he's pushing sixty right now, and he was a yeah. teenager when they made this movie. It's so <laughs> quote <crazy>. unquote <laughs> teenager, right? Anyway, so this movie proceeds to um, they get they come up to the whole house, and someone I don't remember exactly what they say, but they imply that Mister Hull fucked corpses. And the, yep. guy, the other guy, Jay, goes, I don't blame him. I once saw a portrait of Mrs. Hall, and I <laughs> fucking fell out. I was like, holy shit, I did not expect that to be so fucking funny. 
Um, but then they uh, they all go in there, and uh, there's a big party with about ten people, if I'm not mistaken. The greaser dude, Sal, shows up. Everybody kind of comes to this party, and Raj notices. Or wait, no, it's a different guy. It's the fake doctor guy. Notices that the stones or the brick walls are above a river that's underwater yeah. like running water so it's a way Which is to weird because this this building is on a hill right it's on a <laughs> hill like a mountaintop yeah. <laughs> but the the stone wall represents running water where no spirits can cross it so conveniently if you get over the wall you get away from the spirits also factoid that is billy played by one mr donnie jeffcoat as i got as i told you guys before the show I knew that name, and I had to go look in, and he was one of the hosts of Nickelodeon's Wild and Crazy Kids after doing this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. He gets some ass in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, he does. In a coffin. <laughs> in a coffin. In a coffin. <laughs> Which will come up in a little bit. So they all go in here. They start to have a little party. Uh, ho girl is definitely a hoe. Like, she's so ho. Ho girl. <laughs> ho girl. Uh, yeah, what's her name again? Suzanne, but Suzanne. Linnea Quigley's character, yeah, yes, yeah, she's like literally. There's a point where she's dancing, and there's dudes sitting directly behind her, and she's just shaking her ass and her vagina in their faces, and their girlfriends come up like, "What are you oh, doing?" Yeah. And he's just like, "I like hanging out with her." <laughs> yeah, she was warming her ass by the fire right in his face, basically. It was fantastic, and uh, yeah, that's why I thought these girls were witches because they like it seemed very like sexual driven. Like the guys started acting like irrational. Mm. Like the dude left his girlfriend to go dance with the other chick, even though his girlfriend was right there. And it just later on, it just turns out that that guy is just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> but it seemed at the time like something was going He's on. Being like, enchanted. <laughs> like especially like when they become demons they seem very sexually driven at the beginning like that's how they are able to like get people alone basically that's mm-hmm. yeah yeah that is basically how they get it how it all kind of starts out with uh suzanne pulling stooge off because she's in the mood for pork as she says <laughs> <laughs> it's so good uh, important little fact like a little detail that they clearly filmed after the fact because they had to explain why she has a lighter later the main girl judy big booty judy she uh she lights some candles and what's uh what's the main girl's name not angela. alice angela Angela gives her a lighter to light them, and she's like, don't lay that around. The spirits won't like it. And she's like, okay. And she puts it in her pocket, and later she has a lighter. You know what I love about that scene is the fact that she, that Angela, who just laid all this shit out on this table, like all these chips and cookies, yeah. she's like, don't leave that lighter there. They're going to think you're a litter bug. Yeah, there were a couple of weird like continuity parts like that. Like She's like, oh, we can't disturb this yeah. house, the spirits will get mad. It's like you fucking hanging, you're hanging yeah. confetti from the fucking ceiling your, and shit. What are you talking? It about? was your fucking idea to come here. <laughs> what do you mean we can't? Don't you like put you that throw down bowls down. of chips and shit? Yeah, don't put that lighter down. But here are some sugar cookies with little pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> the spirits will be okay Just with like, napkins on the all over the floor. That's fine. <laughs> like they pass Stooge and the other two in the broken down oh, car. Yeah. And then they go to the house, and they get scared by Sal when he's in the coffin. And then they sh- they see car lights pull up, and they're like, oh, wait, hide. And then that's Stooge and the other two. 
But then later on, Stooge goes, my car's down the road with a flat tire. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Whose fucking car was that? <laughs> I think that was yeah. that was Angela and Suzanne showing up. Yeah, they picked them up. Yeah. But they were, like, instantly in the house. They were. Yeah, they really were just like, <laughs> Like, Blink. they turned around and they were standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie is fucking wild. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen this, stop this podcast right now. Go yeah. on Pluto for free and watch it. Yeah. Because it's 100% worth it. This movie is so great. Um, yeah, we're a little all over the place, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, you'll see. So we got a lot to say. Here's where I'm like, yo, the people who made this movie legit know about ghosts. Because the demons suck the power out of the radio yes. with fresh batteries to make some weird shit start happening. Um, so uh, I wrote, because the radio stops its seance time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're like, we need a mirror. And the, the hoe chick, she's just like, I have this little one. And they're like, nah, we don't want a little one. We need a big one. And then what do you know? Stooge picks up Raj and throws him into another room for no reason. After they heard a bunch of banging, I think. Was that when they heard, like, the weird noises? Or Yeah, I guess. And yeah, they yeah, find like, a big... We'll go check it out. They find a we great a big mirror. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they find this mirror, and everyone sits in front of it. And uh, Angela is like, okay, we're going to look at my reflection until everything turns black, and we'll see what I looked like in a former life. And yeah, this was a, the the worst dialogue in the movie was the doctor's girlfriend for some reason, which was weird. That it was her character saying this goes, oh, we'll do a past life seance. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, what? And she goes, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, isn't, no, nobody isn't knows. Isn't this common knowledge? <laughs> I just watched this and I still don't know. <laughs> She's like, it's that, it's like that thing when you all sit in front of a mirror and look at it, and then you see glimpses of your past self. And you do not fucking say Candyman three times. Do not. I don't know what that has to do with unlocking a demon that's hidden in a fucking crematorium in the basement. <laughs> oh my, dude! I do love yeah, was... how they how they managed. I I thought it was nice how they did their info dumps where Billy is just like. Hey, I read a lot of books. Thank you very much. It's like this cool dude who apparently just hangs out at the library all the time. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> this was built on an Indian, well, not an Indian burial ground, but he goes into the that whole story. It, that is what he says. Like the oh. Native Americans won't come here yeah. because they're spirits. And yeah, uh, yeah, he he tries to justify it. He just keeps going, and it's like nobody cares after that. Like that's absolutely all that matters. Um, and then uh, a demon appears in the mirror. Ooh, pretty cool demon guy. What do you guys think of that? I thought he looked cool, but he is one of the things I'd cut if I was trying to make this a serious horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could have... Because he looks ridiculous. <laughs> you could have taken that out of a horror movie and added it to a Muppets movie, and it would have been fine. Right? <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> it's like that... That yeah, it's basically like it's the skeleton of like a cuttlefish. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's Gil the dragon. It's funny. He's our friend. <laughs> it's like I would cut that, and I would cut his voice when he speaks through the. Girls. Oh, that voice is not Hello, good. I'm a demon man. Yeah, that's exactly well, he also it. Just he talks like a dude of the time. Like he's like, "Where are you going? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> What's up?" <laughs> What are you buying? But, like it would be much more terrifying if they were just talking in like a, a like in their voice, but creepy. I yeah. feel like that's Angela talking the way I just did. Like she was like, "Here's my <laughs> demon voice. Like, oh, you guys ready? He's, 
Do you want some cotton candy? <laughs> now the voice is done by one of the guys at the convenience store that's staring at the chick's ass. Oh really? The Asian guy that's in there. He's it's his him doing the voice. That's funny. Because it was like shop owner slash demon voice. <laughs> that was his credit in the on IMDb. <laughs> There's one role that's more important than the other. Just a little. <laughs> so for no reason, the mirror falls and shatters. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Porkins. He goes, you can't take this bitch anywhere. Yeah, because poor <laughs> Helen is the only one who sees the demon. <laughs> yeah, and everybody else just happens to not be looking at the mirror after it yeah. turned black. And except for Helen, who sees a fucking oh, demon skull. And sees her own face <laughs> smash into the mirror. Yeah, her dead face get all bloodied and splattered Poor against Helen. the mirror. Ugh. Poor Just... Helen. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't get her, her due justice in this movie. <laughs> we... She must kick puppies or something <laughs> off screen. <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> the director was like, suck my dick. And she was like, no, thank you. Me too is going to be in 40 years. And he's like, no. <laughs> you just wait. You just wait until 40 years from now, your career is over. No way. My buddy Harvey Weinstein says this is trains going forever. <laughs> uh, so as soon as that happens, uh, Roger's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. You guys ever hear that song? Uh, <laughs> so, my papa was a preacher. And uh, Helen goes with him. <laughs> Helen's like, fuck my boyfriend. I don't give a fuck about him. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they like go to leave. And... Uh, so, the oh before that happens the boiler makes a grinding sound and the demon appears and he zips up through and he enters the hoe oh yeah evil dead style very evil dead style yeah handy a little more shaky because it's definitely a guy just (laughs) running with the camera in his hands (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah she uh she's like here are uh, angela's keys take her car and uh fucking what uh, Porkins? What? Angela's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Angela's like, no, and she's like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Like, Calm bitch. down, hun. <laughs> amazing delivery of lines in some of these parts. And uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Stooge. Stooge is like, yeah, you want to go eat a bowl of fuck? I love that line. That's my favorite <laughs> line of this movie. So many fucking quotable lines in this movie. <laughs> like, the writing in this movie is terrible, but it's because they're like, people can quote this line. People yeah. can quote this line. And then every now and then they strike gold. So eat a bowl of fuck, folks. <laughs> um, and it turns out the gate disappeared. They can't get out because it's just been replaced by bricks. And Helen gives up after two rotations around the thing. She's like, you know what? We're dead and we're in hell. And Roger's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and then she just disappears. And that's pretty much the last you see of her. She's, she's yep. just gone at that point. Until she splats. Um, and at that point, the party starts to split up a little bit. Couples start uh, flaking off. We got the doctor and the hot Asian chick. They go off on their own. We got Stooge teams up with the hoe chick. They go off on their own. And uh, Big Booty Judy and Jay start to fool around a little. And Big Booty Judy's like, I'm not ready. <laughs> well, I, this, this is one of the scenes that I love because this is where Billy does the whole info dump about how evil this place is and Native Americans wouldn't come here. But uh, we're going to go fucking a coffin. We'll see you guys later. Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so they go, and they're like, the Asian girl and the fake doctor are like, let's fuck in a coffin. What does he say? He says, I never made it in a coffin. Yeah. Oh, God, he just goes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And um, Big Booty Judy's like, I'm just not ready. Slow down. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're not ready. We're going to fucking do it. And she's like, no, just slow down. Jay. And they're, they're just, Jay, come on. And they're just, like, making out for a little bit. Um, so then uh, they he reveals that the only reason he's going out with her is because he thinks he, she boned down with Sal on the one date that they went on. Yeah, everybody knows about it. Everybody knows about it. And she's like, how do you know that? He's like, everybody knows. Did you do it or did you not do it? She's like, that's none of your business. So it's like, oh, she definitely boned Sal. Uh, that's a that's you, a yes. <laughs> that's a yes, exactly. Do you guys think she did it for sure or do you think she's the virgin final character, final girl? I don't I don't think she did. I think she just was like thought about it and stood her ground to be like this isn't any of your fucking business. That's also Either possible. way, that's that's the end of that relationship when James <laughs> like, "So you mean I can't fuck you from behind doggy style?" <laughs> she's like no you cannot and he's like fuck you bitch I just wanted and to do sex tonight and now you won't let me do sex why can't I ejaculate in you god damn it and I'm gonna go do sex with a whore girl. Right. so he goes out to find the hoe girl Yep. So she who gets- has come into a bathroom and turned into a fucking monster in our <laughs> face yeah we're pretty much there so Jay leaves she gets locked into the coffin room she's, there's no nowhere for her to go and there's another coffin room going, but we'll get to that room in a little bit. Um, so then, uh, then every time I wrote, every time the fat guy talks to a woman, he calls her a bitch, and I laugh. <laughs> so, uh, so then we're in the bathroom, like he said. The uh, the hoe girl brought porkins with him because she's in the mood for pork, and uh, she looks in her 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 reflection in the mirror the whole time she's been obsessed with her looks, and there's like practical effects of her like changing and looking old looking and like turning Iggy into Pop. a demon looking like Iggy Pop exactly like him <laughs> and uh it's like really really well done practical effects yeah yeah the, the effects were fun they were those nice practical 80s effects i love it way to go steve johns okay. um you should be proud of yourself so then the uh then uh stooges jumps into the room he knocks the door down he can't find her things get a little weird for him Meanwhile, Angela is downstairs. She, at some point earlier, had made out with the uh, hoe girl. And uh, I, I'm the worst with names. Hold on. Let me click on the clicky click and make sure I get Just the names right. Just keep it on right. that page. Huh? <laughs> Just keep it on that page. Well, I have to make sure my recording is still recording. Anyway, so that girl's name is... I still don't know. Don't Who know are you that. trying to find? Who do you want the to know? The hoe girl. Suzanne. Suzanne. Yeah, that's Suzanne. Played by... Lena Quigley. Um, anyway, Suzanne, uh, she made out with her friend Angela at one point and transferred the demon STD into her. <laughs> the yeah, demon STD. It like multiplies. It doesn't only stick to one host. Yes, it multiplies. So Angela is now possessed. So she starts dancing around and doing spells and shit in front of Sal. And, Which uh, is one of my favorite scenes. And they and they yeah. totally grabbed the right band for this. Fucking Bauhaus. Stigmata. Yep. Martyr, I think, is the name of the song. I bet mm-hmm. your mom had that record when she was 
a kid. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I grew up listening to that album. Oh, snap. Yep. Are you yep, serious? That's, that's real. real? That's awesome. That song was so dope. That scene was amazing. Yeah. That's why. I, that's the scene where I was like, how has this guy not done anything else? Right? Like... Because the music just keeps getting more and more intense and demonic yeah. out of like you don't even notice it until it's like screaming at you basically. Yeah, at the end when and it's... just the way it was shot, I was like, "Holy shit, this looks like a current day movie." Yeah, that was a legit horror scene. If Fede Alvarez remakes this movie, he has to keep the yeah. same Bauhaus song. <laughs> I was gonna say it was like a scene you would see in a movie like Hereditary or something Ooh. like that, where it's like there were no words necessary. It was the atmosphere and the music that started to creep you the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just the simple song, dance, and strobe light. That's all they needed to make it such a cool scene. All that said, went on for a really fucking long time. Yes. <laughs> like, so long we listened to Bauhaus. <laughs> they, they were like, we commissioned this song, we're keeping the song, we're listening to the whole five-minute <laughs> we, song. We paid a lot of money for this fucking song. <laughs> we're playing the whole thing. So, yeah, that's uh, she dances around, and uh, Sal's like, I'm fucking out. And uh, while he's fucking out, then we get uh, Stooges comes in. And he's like, you mean to, right behind him. He's like, you mean to tell me that girl who keeps flashing her panties and has a washboard abs, you don't want to put it in her? And he's just like, nah, dude, this bitch is fucking crazy. So then Stooge goes up to her, and she's like, I never realized how hot you were as the camera pans around that he has, like, fucking, I don't even know, racing stripes on the side of his mullet? Yeah. He's got a, he's got a mullet, and he's got shaved, he's got, like, shaves in the side of his head. That are also dyed. Yeah, it's like <laughs> red, lines. yellow, blue, green. Like, <laughs> totally different. I didn't realize how hot you were, and it was just like, and the 80s, and slow motion. He's been wearing a pig's nose yeah. this entire time. <laughs> And she fucking bites his lips off. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, one, one of the only scenes from this movie I've ever seen is is the clip of her like laughing with blood all over her face. Oh. Really? Yeah, very iconic yeah. scene. And again, great practical effects showing her ripping his lips off. Yeah, like for I real. I thought she was going to spit him out and we'd see him on the ground. Ooh. Doesn't she? Well, you don't see him she on the ground. She spits him out, but you don't see him yeah, on the ground. Yeah, they don't go that yeah. far. They should have. Suzanne, I wrote, Suzanne is really fucking weird right now. Because <laughs> she starts <laughs> acting a little crazy. Um, and then I wrote, uh, she is covering her face in lipstick. And then I wrote, it's time for... The boob report. <laughs> Perhaps the most famous scene of this movie. This chick takes lipstick and does a Fibonacci sequence, which is also a magical sequence, where it's like the spiral that you see in everything, like shells meet this pattern and fucking everything meets this pattern of the Fibonacci sequence. She does that from her eyes all the way down to her titty, goes around, and then just jams this lipstick right into her nipple. And that's probably the most famous scene of this movie. How did you feel, Josh, the first time you saw this shit? <laughs> uh, I had heard about it, that that happened in this movie, and I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get you hard? <laughs> no, I didn't like it. And it was kind of for nothing. Like, it didn't really make any sense. <laughs> like, it's just very odd. They're like, we made prosthetics of these titties. We have to use them at some point somehow. It, that, basically, yeah, it, it it really does nothing at all for the movie, 
And it was funny because uh, it, I don't remember if it was one of you guys or someone else that I was talking. I think it was my, my roommate. We He watched it with me. And he was like, you know, I bet the uh, the effects guy just wanted to have a casting of Linnea Quickly's boobs. And <laughs> they're like, Probably. how can we put yeah. this in the movie? They're still in his yeah. basement right now on a mannequin. <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a mannequin. He's like, did you know that the hole here is is wide enough that you could fuck it and you pull your dick out and it goes <laughs> right back to the same size? And it's like, well, uh, th- thanks for letting us know about that, Jason. We, we didn't need to. <laughs> and I'm leaving your basement. <laughs> Why is the door locked? <laughs> <laughs> then Jay, storming out from making out with his hot girlfriend because she won't give it to him, he storms out and he sees Suzanne is naked and he's like, you know what? We can start doing it. And she flashes yeah. her pussy at him. And then once again, this is the eighties. That was a big fucking deal in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, full frontal. She does full frontal and everything, but not many women were willing to do that. Like here's my bush. Like it's crazy that she, this movie had that in it. So that alone, na- like hammered in a certain demographic of people that in the eighties, I absolutely would have belonged to. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to have the internet, so it doesn't make me want to watch this movie over and over. But, yeah, it definitely was a thing, and then they start doing it. Um, then I wrote, Roger is napping in a car. <laughs> Even though his, his friend just disappeared, there's no gate, and he's like, you know what I need? A little snoozy poo. And he decides to take a nap, and uh, the car starts to shake, and he says... The only fat slob, only a fat slob like you could shake this car this much. Oh. <laughs> He's like, Stooge, I know this is you. And then the uh, Helen's face splats against the windshield. And that was pretty crazy. Poor Helen. Poor Helen. That's all you get at her. She wouldn't suck the director's dick. That's what you fucking get. Um, she was the hero of the movie. In a way, yeah. She definitely she <laughs> no, had I, her head on pretty straight until then. Yeah. No, I mean before she before she turned that down, she was gonna be the hero, and now she's just splatted on a on a roof. Yeah. You were supposed to be the virgin, bitch. Why didn't you suck my dick? Anyway, um, <laughs> you were supposed so, to be the virgin. Why didn't you suck my dick? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I love that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> um. So Suzanne is riding Jay, and she's like, "You don't like my makeup," and he's like, "What?" She's like, you don't like my makeup. Why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. And she gouges his fucking eyes out. Ooh, yeah. One of those scenes that it makes you, like, fucking grab your own yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was intense, man. That shit was intense. And then later we get a joke that's like, oh, it's your blind date. And it made me mad. <laughs> it made me mad. <laughs> um, and then the next note I have is Asian boobs with exclamation points. And that's the boob report. Uh, yeah, she was hot. She was very hot. She had some fucking Yellow Ranger energy like crazy. Like, she was fit as fuck. She looked like she could do a lot of flips and fight dudes in cardboard cities. Like, she was fucking awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Stooge comes in, all possessed-like, and snaps her neck like some kind of psychopath. And he cuts <laughs> the dude's arm off with the coffin lid. Yeah, why wouldn't you just pull your arm in? <laughs> he was just like, ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. Ooh, man, that doesn't feel good at all. There goes my arm. Hoop, I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so, 
Roger comes back in and Angela is stalking him. Ooh, okay. How'd you guys feel about this scene? Roger comes in and he's like looking around. Everything's dark. None of the people are where he expects them to be. And he turns around and he sees this bitch flying towards him. Yeah, that was that was that was very Sam Raimi as yeah. well. The way she was like floating down the hallway. Yeah, I loved all those sequences of her floating down dark hallways. I was watching this with my lady friend and I was like get out the way she's riding a fucking segway get out of there because <laughs> it definitely was like some sort of like jack that she was on i guess i don't know you didn't see the tracks though i don't know how they did it back in the day fog machine fog get machine yeah yep so they fucking she like for the rest of this movie every time she's coming towards somebody she has her arms outstretched and she's moving without moving her legs and it's clear they filmed all of those shots in an afternoon but they piece them together pretty well. And uh, I, I don't know. I do love uh, Amelia Kincaid's facial expressions because they keep at, they add in the, you know, like that guy. And then she's just doing these. I can't, I don't know how to describe the facial expressions since if I just do them, podcast people won't see them. But, you know, like the, <laughs> like assign the sounds that I'm making to facial expressions. <laughs> when your jaw and your lips don't match what's happening with everything above your nose. You do it, Josh. Your turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get the point. That was a good. She is very terrifying. Looking oh yeah, she's she's a good movie monster. Mm-hmm. She the the demons look. I think she looks better than the the hoe. Suzanne doesn't look all that. No, great, Angela but. is definitely the best of them, which is probably on purpose since you know the the sequels focus on Angela. Like none of the other ones do a return. Yeah. Um. So then we're just gonna skip forward a little bit. Uh, bitch, get the fuck up! My uh, there's a point where uh, Roger has Big Booty Judy with her, and she like falls down, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't get up!" And he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Just get up!" And my my lady friend was like, "Bitch, get the fuck up! What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "This chick's into this movie, all right? Yeah, way to go, Pluto TV." Um, so she was like super hardcore into it. Um, and, uh, they like run away from Angela. They get into this room and who's there, but, uh, the, the ho chick and the ho chick stands up and, uh, what's his name? Sal, Sal, Sal not, yeah. uh, yeah. Sal's like, get out of here, Judy. And the, the ho chick just punches him through a window. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I love when they come in and she's just sitting in the corner holding, holding Jay's head and she's just like you guys want to have an orgy I bet we could get Jay Hart again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another one of those times where it's like this movie is so quotable um, we're going to keep moving on I wrote camera work and set design are primo in this movie yeah, I mean, there's, the, I mean, he, he's just saying how the sets and stuff are primo. You were especially pointing that out a little bit earlier. Like, what about it? Were you a fan of the most? I just think it's cool when because they, they never do that anymore. Everything's like shot on location now because you can fucking film anywhere. Yeah, basically. But it's just it, it was very much giving me vibes of Night of uh, Return of the Living Dead and uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Like I just like when it's and like Monster Squad, like the little Ooh, town I in Monster fucking Squad. Fucking love Monster Squad. Yeah, the house they're in is kind of like Dracula's castle I from Monster. S- Squad. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I can absolutely see that. 
I think that was also an old mortuary in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. I just love I love that type of yeah. design and, and they just pulled it off so well. Can have you guys ever done Monster Squad? And if you haven't, can I just invite myself back to do Monster Squad sometime? <laughs> we haven't, we totally can. Yeah, for sure. That is one of my that is one of my favorite movies ever. I'm sorry. I did Monster Squad on my other podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> I fucking so love that movie. good. Yeah, I want to see that one. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it. Oh, buddy. So, oh, what? Buddy, you yeah, got to. It's so great. It's like Universal Monsters versus Goonies, basically. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I think it's better than Goonies. I'm with you. Fuck yeah. I'm with you. I love Goonies. That might be a so. hot take from us, but tough shit, because it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, the only part about the camera work I didn't mention that I really liked is there's a shot where the mirror is broken, and everybody is looking into the mirror, and they're all in different pieces of the mirror. Oh, yeah. And since it's the 80s, you know they had to organize mm. people to stand in certain positions so they could get that shot. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. These are some talented motherfuckers making this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was film school yeah. as fuck, and I loved it. I loved that scene. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. Um, and then I wrote, how did they lose her? They were right behind her, which should be the <laughs> tagline of this movie. Every scene where Judy's running away, they're right behind her and she turns a corner and they're like, boy, I don't know what to do. There was one direction she could go. How do I get there? They were really bad at being demons. Even Angela at one point, <laughs> yeah. they, uh, uh, Sal's running. I think Sal was running away from Angela and runs into Roger. And all Sal did was turn down one hallway, turn another corner. And there's Roger. And he and Roger are standing there. And Roger's like, like scream crying. And Sal's like, shut the fuck up. And then they both get quiet for one second as Angela comes down the hall and is like, I know I heard something. And then she just keeps walking <laughs> or floating, as it were. And it hap- And like t- two minutes later, it happens again <laughs> with Judy and the two of them. They're all screaming at each other, like tucked into a doorway. Then they And Angela's right there. And then they go into the room of the door that they're touching and slam the door <laughs> as hard as possible. And Angela just kind of pauses at the door for a second and then moves <laughs> like, right along. Yeah, there's no way they went in there. Yeah, like there should be a shirt with the picture of the box in this movie, and it just says, "How did they lose them?" Because <laughs> that's a hundred percent what this fucking movie is. I would love to see a layout of the of the house so that we could look at all the times Angela just missed people throughout. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, there's a long scene where um, where Judy runs out on the roof. And Angela is right behind her. Oh my God! What are we gonna do? Sal, after he fell through the window, he climbed out using a a water line. He made a point to explain that's why the pipe didn't rip out of the walls because it was a water line. And he just like appears on the roof and he tackles Angela off the roof. <laughs> Literally just appears on the roof, and you can see like they they didn't cut that scene. Yeah, the in. camera just moves over a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> and like they didn't cut the scene in like just at the right moment because you can tell that there was that Sal is just kind of standing there and then goes you know right there's that split second where it's like he was just standing there <laughs> so good uh oh, it's so good it's so 80s i fucking yeah. love it um and then uh so then big booty judy like falls and is like shimmying across the side and uh Raj is like you gotta get down i'll catch you it's gonna be okay and she's like okay let me just keep shimmying he's like just keep shimmying 
it's gonna be all right. <laughs> Don't yeah, you worry, I'll catch you. And it just keeps like back and forth between them. Like, <laughs> and she pauses to go, ah, oh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because he got impaled below. That's right. But it's not right when Sal dies. It's like a minute yeah. and a half later while she's still shimmying. Oh, he pauses to look at his dead body. <laughs> and then right when she's in the perfect position to fall, that's when, uh, when you know, uh, the guy, uh, Stooge, shows up and he's just like, I'ma get you. And she just yeah, falls. I'm a demon. I'm a demon. Here I am. <laughs> and she just falls into uh, Raja's arms and he, she's like, I'm okay. I can't believe it. I'm okay. And then Stooge just jumps down. He's like, it was not that far, bitch. I knew it would be Judy. I did not expect Raj to be a final guy. No, not at all. Because he has the best survival instincts of any character in horror movie history. Run like hell. (laughs) He's just like, there's a sign something may go wrong. Fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, usually (laughs) Raj must be on the track team. Yeah. Right? Like, so Zach, we have talked about this on High on Horror, I believe. Have you ever seen a movie where the black guy dies first other than Scream 2? First? Isn't that like half of Friday the 13th? No. no. I thought most of those... Yeah, it's a very big stereotype, but I don't see a lot of evidence to support it. No, there's zero evidence. I've seen one movie. I'm a horror movie fanatic. I've seen one where the black guy died first. That, and that was We're Scream looking to be too. proven wrong. That makes yeah, me want to go back us. through and... Like, that, that's not racist to want to go back through and see if that is an actual thing or if it's just a fake stereotype, Isn't is it? Isn't it, though? Is it not racist, Zach? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can cut that if you want. I just thought it was a really good joke. (laughs) The racist part would be the guy who decided that that's how it should be set up. Right. That's true. That's true. Anyway. So, yeah. Raj makes it to the end, which is really wild. Um, Then we get the terrible blind blind date joke. Um, there's a point where the arm that got cut off by the, the coffin comes to life and grabs people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every, er, everything and anything that dies comes back to life as, like, a demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, literally, every time a character dies, they, they pretty much immediately come back up as a monster. So, now that it's just Judy and Raj, it's the two demons plus every other person <laughs> that was there against them. Right. But they're yeah, not very movie. good demons. No, no, they're, they're pretty yeah, shitty. Yeah, they're pretty shitty at being demons. All of them. <laughs> there is one point where they're like, what's the difference between a, a possessed house and a haunted house? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, well, apparently demons are pretty klutzy and don't have a good sense of direction. Yeah, clearly. I guess it's because they're not supposed to be in human bodies. Oh, yeah. As they said, like, they're not supposed to be alive. They're just supposed to exist. So they're not good at... So they're possessing people, so they must not, like... That must be why their skin's breaking down and everything. Like, they're not meant to be in there. That's an an interesting point. Yeah, maybe that was on purpose. Especially considering the next fucking scene. When you have, like, an eight-hour rule where you have to fucking, like kill everybody before the sun comes up or whatever yeah <laughs> like, yeah maybe maybe you should kind of know what you're doing <laughs> maybe you guys should have practiced for this exactly yes. come on demons but given the next scene all of a sudden we're in the walking dead because uh the two survivors make it to the wall and start to climb up using barbed wire man that was Ooh. the only part that gave me the heebie-jeebies in this movie i was like oh imagine trying to climb with barbed fucking wire any wire not barbed 
would fucking yeah. suck to climb up a wire, let alone a barbed wire. And this is the one moment where Raj is a badass because he's like, I don't give a fuck. And he just grabs that barbed wire and hauls himself up there super fast. Then he tries to pour, he tries to pull poor Judy up, but she's getting pulled down by about 12 people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's died at this point walks like a zombie in the classic zombie, shambling zombies. All this time they were running and doing backflips and fucking flying through walls. This time they're just like walking and shambling towards her and they grab her by the dress and she can't quite get up because that shit must hurt like a bitch. Oh, yeah, that's when she gets the burn on her leg, too, from Stooge, from when she lit him on fire earlier. Right. Yeah, there's a scene where they fucking go into the incinerator, and this bitch fucking takes a pipe out of the wall, stretches it out like it's a hose, and uses the lighter in her pocket to light up the fucking gas coming out of it and turns it into a flamethrower. How did we miss that shit? <laughs> it was pretty badass. It was yeah. pretty badass. So she can bend pipes like fucking hoses. It was crazy. <laughs> anyway, so Stooge is on fire. He comes out and he burns her leg real good. There's a whole scene of Roger deciding, should I go back up that wall and save her or should I just fucking let her die? And he decides to save her. Good for you, Roger. Yep. Good for you, Roger. And I wrote that bitch would be dead as fuck because she was being pulled for a real long time. Real long <laughs> real time. Long time. <laughs> Pulling on her razor wire, and she's getting pulled by 12 people. Yeah, like, that bitch is dead. But the uh, the sun comes up, and it cooks all the demons. Big Booty Judy and Roger make it to the old man's house, and he calls them trash because they're still out from the night before. <laughs> they're all going to hell. What'd you guys think of the demons dissolving? They turned into, like, smoke, and it was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> And then you get a, another quick shot of the Muppet head, and it's just like, oh, no, the sun! <laughs> and I'm just like, it's a good thing these demons, like, observe the Greco-Roman calendar <laughs> to know <laughs> yeah. that this is, like, fucking Halloween. Like, it could have been any other religion's calendar. Oh, yeah, that was why it was happening, too, because it was a Halloween, so, yeah. like, it was too risky to be performing such a seance. You could release something evil. Yep, and, That's of course, right. they did. So then we get the twist. And then the old man eats apple pie. Yep, the twist ending is the old people decide to sit down and eat apple pie for breakfast, and the razor blades that were in the apples were used to cook the pie, and the old man's throat slices open and he dies, and Grandma's just like, I did this on purpose. And that's how the movie ends. Because he swallowed an entire razor blade in one bite without noticing it in without, his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and was still able to talk to her for about 40 yeah. seconds after doing so. <laughs> That made me grab my throat, though. Ugh. Oh, my God. That was so gross. That was pretty gross. Throat's ripping open and a razor blade's coming That out. kind of stuff is a real fear for me. Like, that's one of my legit fears is getting something sharp in my throat. Like, uh, you know those grill brushes with, like, the metal? Like, I've always yeah. had this fear of one of those getting into a burger that I eat and just getting lodged in my throat. Ugh. So when I see well, stuff like that, it really gets that, me. Zach. Oh, you're Jesus welcome. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's in my fucking head. <laughs> we appreciate story, it don't when you download us. anxiety on us. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Audience, check your burgers. Yeah, check your burgers. <laughs> or get, get a better brush. Rub a magnet on yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, before you cook, rub a magnet. Oh my gosh. So what are we rating this bad boy? I have a feeling I know where it's going, but what do you guys think? What is our unit of measure for this? 
<laughs> demon puppets. <laughs> demon puppets. That's a good one. What do you think, Zach? Uh, demon puppets is good. Uh, we could also use lipstick. I was gonna say titty <laughs> lipstick. That seems like it's the best option. <laughs> titty lipstick is good. All right. One out of five titty lipsticks. What are we giving this one? Uh, Zach, you're the guest. You go first. One out of five. What do you think? Ooh, okay. I'm going to give it a solid out of five. I'm going to give it a solid three and a half titty lipsticks out of five. Three and a half, huh? It's like, I, I mean, for me personally, it is a it is a great movie. But like I don't know. It's no, like what, this is your opinion. This is how you feel. Okay, for okay, this, so you I'm said gonna give was it your favorite then I'm horror gonna, movie. I'm gonna bump it up to a four titty lipsticks out of five. Then okay, if I don't Are have you, to we, play critic, I don't wanna. I don't wanna encourage you to change your thing. But I have a feeling Kakoa Shaw might have something to say about this movie. Yeah, Kakoa. Josh, what I do you think? Five, I give it a five titty lipsticks. <laughs> I fucking love this shit. Yeah, that's one of my new favorite horror awesome. movies. Awesome. I'm, I also am on the team of five out of five titty lipsticks because, what more could you fucking want out of an '80s horror movie? <laughs> this is it. You got the boobs. You got the bad acting. You got the good production value. Everything about this, the ridiculous plot, the terrible script, everything about it is a hundred percent '80s horror movie. What more could you want? Yeah, that's a. So, that's are you a good sure point. you want to stick with four, Zach? This is your favorite horror movie. No, you know, we like if. if <laughs> I like my brain. My I think it's because my brain is like putting it up against other movies that aren't horror related, and I need to focus on horror here. And if we're going full horror, then yeah, a, a five out of five titty lipsticks. Yeah, makes this sense. isn't the Shawshank Redemption. Don't yeah. get us wrong. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't stand up against The Godfather, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is a fucking dope ass movie, this and is I such do. A fun movie. Not to push Zach in in the direction, but I think it's pretty clear we all really loved this. So uh, I'm super thrilled. Approved, baby. I'm thrilled that you guys. uh, I'm thrilled that I was able to come on and pick a movie, and that you guys dug it. That makes me happy. Hell yeah, dude! It was dope as shit. Uh, Speaking of dope as shit, you have multiple other shows. Um, Tell us about a show I've been on called The Comics That We Love. Tell us about it. So the comics that we love uh, is me sitting down each episode with a different guest uh, to gush about comic books and uh, and specifically about a storyline or graphic novel that that guest loves that either made them a comic fan or solidified their love of comic books and uh, and we just gush about it for an hour. I, I tr- it, it kind of starts out as an informational thing where I give the history of the book and its publication and a, a bit about the author and artist. And then we jump into just an open forum discussion of the story and symbolism and art and decisions and stuff like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I love doing the show. I've also started doing a lot more um, episodes where I sit down with comic book creators themselves and talk about their processes and their inspirations and stuff like that. And I'm hoping to have some more here in the future. I've reached out to some big names that would just floor me if they actually were willing to do it. But yeah, that's Zach it. it's a Snyder fun show. said yes. He reached out to me first. He said <laughs> yeah. he's going to do it. Oh, I, pr- <laughs> I wish he'd let me know. He, why did he go to you first? <laughs> he and I are tight. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. He was like, just tell Zach when you see him tonight. Yep. But yeah, the comics anyway. that we love. I, I, I love doing the show. Comic books are a huge passion for me. And uh, I love being able to gush about them. And I get to use my English degree. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we both do. It's great. <laughs> In the next week or two, is the Maestro episode going to be out, or is it going to be a minute? Uh, the, the, the That episode, or those episodes, are in season three, which isn't due out for a little while yet. I'm still put, It's okay. all still coming together, being put together. But uh, yeah, I'll let you know well, when, the, when those drop. We did two episodes about the character, the Maestro, which is the uh, uh, evil future Hulk. So good. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. It was such a great thing. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. We also talked about Robin War, where all the Robins create a civil war and it's fucking awesome that one's already (laughs) out uh, that was in season two you can go check that one out with me and miles oh it's so good it's so good so yeah i've been on that one and then you have another one called the the two fat dudes is that what it's called tfd nerdcast tfd nerdcast originally two fat dudes yeah but but because we spelled it wrong because we're kids of the 90s you know we purposely spelled everything (laughs) wrong and then we were like you know this isn't a great way to work seo at all and so, <laughs> so, so we rebranded. It is TFD Nerdcast. It's me and one of my longest best friends talking all things nerdy, nerdy news and rumors from comics, movies, video games, board games, all kinds of shit. It's a, uh, it's all over the board. Hell yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, check out Zach's shows. He's been a good time on have you on the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, guys. This has been a blast. Hell yeah! First guest on High on Horror. Um, if you want to check out High on Horror on the social medias, type in H on H Pod. You can find us everywhere if you type that in. We have shirts. Josh, tell them about the shirts. Shirts are on Threadless at H on H Pod.threadless.com. It's not just shirts, though. You can get mugs or shower curtains, anything with our beautiful <laughs> logo and all sorts of other designs on That's it. funny. TFD Nerdcast is also on Threadless, and I always point out the oh, shower yeah. curtains. <laughs> Yep. It's the best. One time I bought a shower mat, like a floor mat. It was great. So <laughs> that was for our other co-host, Chris's show, the, uh, what what is his show called? Geek Peak? That's the one. <laughs> the Geek Peak. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Chris. Anyway. Miles uh, is a good friend. <laughs> What's that show you do? I have said it before and I'll say it again. I'm the worst with names. <laughs> Zach, you're lucky I remember your fucking name. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, check our shit out. H on H pod. Um, and then uh, until next week, you know, remember life is tough, so why not get 